Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So let's settle on in. Take a big, deep breath, breathing into your lower belly, holding it for just a second, feeling the lungs filled with air, and slowly let it go. And as you let that air go, drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, And let's drop into the heart, okay? Because I have a really juicy episode for you today. We're gonna be talking about commitment and devotion and what are some of those fears or the underlining things that are keeping us from doing the things that we want to do, right? And so I'm sure there's things specifically that you know you could be doing. And this episode is really for like the the creative, the person that has a side business or something that they're trying to grow to help other people. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you have something that you're selling online or that you wanna be selling or a passion of something you wanna be teaching and you've been feeling some blocks, right? Um, this is this episode is for you of let's kind of unpack what's going on that is blocking um, a, com- a level of com- commitment. <laughs> oh my gosh, what did I just say? It sounded like cl- <laughs> that is blocking chlamydia. <laughs> Let's find out what the blocks are. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a little backstory of something that's created a huge aha, like epiphany for me. Is I was thinking about getting a side job um, to help support me while I'm growing my business and some things are changing because I'm not doing a lot of the same things I was doing before. It's kind of evolving, transitioning. I didn't know what it was going to look like. And frankly, it freaked me the fuck out because yes, there's certain things that I like to change within my environment, but I don't actually like change that much within the structure of my business or what I'm doing. And especially since I've been running my business a certain way for the past couple years, past four years, to now have it be a lot different because my lifestyle is different, you know, Um, but I'm still committed to it. I'm still committed to the goal unattached to how it happens. And so I'm just going to kind of walk. So anyways, I I was looking into getting a side job and I went the very first day and my stomach started hurting so bad that I had to leave. I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room. I went to urgent care, right? My body literally alerted me right in the solar plexus where my power source is alerting me that this was not the right decision. And I'm not going to lie. It lit a fucking fire under my tush. You want to know why? Because I just thought about spending 20 hours in someone else's business and it kept this like loud alarm almost of like, why would you grow someone else's business when you could be growing yours? And let me be very clear. We got to pay our bills. We got to make ourselves proud. And, you know, we need to work, whatever that looks like for us in different capacities. And so, There is no shame in your side hustle game. There's no shame in having a a job that is financially supporting because behind the scenes, I still am going to be substitute teaching a little bit um, while I'm transitioning to making my podcast be the source of my income and doing some private coaching versus running full masterminds and like these online programs. So it's transitioning, right? But what needed to be reinstilled is the identity that I have as someone who owns a business, being self-identified as an entrepreneur, being self-identified as someone that makes money easily, being self-identified with someone who can manage their mental health and not sabotage their business. Because that was kind of like, I was 
over the winter months, like I really was struggling with my mental health of not feeling like the person that does the things I do. Like it was the embodiment part of like being, like I am I being that person? But there's a major disconnect. And when that disconnect of belief, of not believing in ourselves happens long enough, it manifests into evidence that we aren't doing good enough or aren't whatever else, okay? So what was actually going on with this commitment level? And I've sat with myself, I've sat like with God in the universe, uh, journaling this and just my own self-awareness of like, what the fuck is going on? This is, you know, when you know what you need to do, but you don't want to do it, or all of a sudden it doesn't seem as important, or there doesn't, you don't have that same internal drive, you know, especially when you are someone who is self-motivated and self-driven, right? I'm the type of person that I have to be doing something I love. I can't, it's, I can't just do a job to do a job to get the money. I have to have an emotional investment. I have to like what it is that I'm doing. And at the best, I have to love what I'm doing. And that's what has created the career that I have now. I get to interview people and talk to people and coach people through creating structure in their life and in their business to make themselves proud. You know, like that is something that is still available is private coaching. And so I work with people privately on three month terms of guiding them through creating structure for their life to make themselves proud so we can express ourselves with full self-acceptance and showing up for the things that we love. Putting your heart back in your art, okay? And a lot of this is the masculine energy of structure and drive and discipline and following through when we say we're committed to doing something. So what are below some of these layers of um, commitment. What are these, what are the blocks that block you from being committed? You know, and something that has come up within myself and come up within many clients is the fear of getting burnt out. So many women that are in the entrepreneurial space have also been within like a high stress corporate environment. That is definitely my story. I was in um, corporate sales and I really loved it. And so I wanted to progress. I went into management and it wrecked me. (laughs) It was really difficult for me to have any type of life outside of that job. That job was my life. And at the time, I didn't know how to create like healthy boundaries. I just wanted to prove that I was good enough. And it was like being on this like rat race cycle. Um, and so I definitely still have the memories within my body of burning out. And it's this thing, like, I think that, um, the mind can definitely play with us the same way that we feel hesitation in relationships. If it's pressing on a past trauma or a past experience, right? It's like, oh my gosh, that fear comes up again. And so we're more, more, it's almost like we end up looking for that on accident when it isn't there. So think about it like this, like, If you feel like, and this is subconscious, it's not like you're like, oh, I don't want to give my all to my business because I don't want to burn out. It's like how far you're probably way farther away from burnout than you even realize. And so sometimes this idea of like, I don't want to burn out can stop you before you even get started. Okay. So just notice if that is a block that's coming up for you when it, when you think about being a hundred percent committed to the growth of your art, 
of your business, of your vision, of your dream. Maybe you're starting a podcast or a YouTube channel. Maybe you are selling your art. Maybe you're making jewelry. Maybe you are doing coaching, like whatever that is. Cause I know that if you're listening to this, there's a part of you that has this like calling, or maybe it's a business you've already been running, but it's like the continuation and the growth of staying committed to it, right? And so something else, um, so the first block is, is it actually a fear of burnout that is blocking you from being committed when you are actually way far away from burnout? And it's just the memory of being burned out in the past that is being brought back up to the surface, okay? That's number one. Let's check in with that. Number two, when we think about being committed, it's it, it, a block can be not having specific goals you are committed to. So then you try to give this 100% commitment in multiple directions and it feels like you aren't able to give your all to any of it. Is that resonating with you? So being very specific on what you are committed to creating, right? Committed but unattached. We want to be committed to what we're creating and unattached to what it is. And sometimes it's based off of first a money goal and then we go backwards. Sometimes it's based, it, it depends what the goal is based on. But if we can get it super specific then you know what you're working towards and it's easier to stay committed towards the goal because it it's clear. There isn't like five different directions that you want to be committed to. You know, this is where we have to notice this all or nothing thinking. Is it I need to I'm not going to be doing anything or I need to work 15 hour days? You know, do you have these big roller coasters of being up and down or I'm all in or I'm all out? This is when we get to practice working slow and working, um, like working calm. That's actually the word how, especially for people that are, I mean, if you're listening to this, then there's an entrepreneurial part of you that is very emotionally driven, right? And (laughs) let's just say all of us here in the joyfully you podcast community are highly emotional beings, We feel things to the full extent, which means we can be the most magnetic, abundant, joyful, you know, beings that attract things into our life, or we can pull ourselves into something more of like a vacuum effect black hole where it's like, oh my God, because our emotions affect everything. Some people are better at compartmentalizing their emotions to just get shit done. I'm not. I need to have my emotions sorted through to feel clear to then bring my energy towards whatever it is. So the second thing, you know, with commitment is noticing if you're having a black or white mindset, an all or nothing mindset, where you think the only, like being 100% committed has to look a certain way. And if you think it has to look a certain way, then there probably isn't a very, like maybe there is a clearly defined goal or it's, not tangible because it's so big, right? And so if you notice you're like, oh my gosh, I want to have a million dollar business, but you're struggling to get clients right now. Well, I honor and see your vision. And what's step one? An important part of being committed is knowing what step you are in. So let's just say that's number three, knowing the step you are in. And this requires us to have a lot of self-awareness And something that I've learned about being an extremely optimistic person, there's actually something called delusional optimism, where we aren't actually being grounded with reality and the time and space that we have because we're in this dreamland, in this like best case scenario land, which I always am bringing us to that of finding the best case scenario. But we also have to be real and honest about where we are right now and honoring that it is okay to be where you are, even if you feel like it's not where you want to be. 
So when we are aware of where exactly we are within our own projects and our business, then we can identify what step am I in right now and what is that next step? Am I willing to take the small steps even when I really want to skip them and just get that big leap? I mean, hello, who does it? There's a reason why like quantum healing and quantum leaps is so popular. It's like a clickbait because who doesn't want things faster and easier? We are in a society and a culture of quick, easy, and cheap. Why do you think Amazon is so popular? Like, don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on Amazon. I love Amazon. But there's a reason why it is so popular. It, it hits on the demand that our culture wants. Fast, quick, and easy, and cheap, right? And so when all of a sudden, growing and doing these things within your own business or within your own art, the commitment level requires you to do all the things that are not fast, that are not quick, that are not easy, that are not cheap, it's, it's hard. It's, it's more difficult, right? And so this is where we get to reconnect to why am I doing this in the first place? What, and remembering why you started it and the fulfillment that it brings you. Because if you're not in a state of creating and you're not in a state of exchanging money for those creations, you can sometimes forget the excitement that comes from the work if you're just looking at the... Um, the stuff that isn't sexy. And within every business, there are going to be sides that aren't sexy. For me, um, the email marketing and the stuff that requires me like typing and like writing out on my computer, not very sexy for me. For some reason though, it's a lot easier if I'm typing it on my phone and it doesn't feel as like monotonous, right? But I find other ways to stimulate my mind and then other ways to just show up and stay committed through discipline. And discipline is such an interesting thing, especially for female entrepreneurs. No one likes to hear the word discipline, and discipline is also often associated with getting in trouble and punishment and consequences. And if we were raised in an environment where there was an unhealthy discipline um, methods being used, then we will associate that as an adult, meaning if we felt like shit about ourselves every time we were quote-unquote disciplined obviously we're going to avoid any feelings of discipline because we associate that with feeling less than. So how can we reframe discipline? So number three is knowing the step you're in and accepting that that's the step you're in and that it's okay to be there, that you're not supposed to be farther ahead. You're not supposed to be somewhere else. You are where you are. So what step is that that you're in right now? And what's the next step? Being totally honest and real with yourself about where you are in your business, not where you want to be, but where you actually are right now. Okay. Um, and then number four, when it comes to like, what are these barriers behind commitment and what are the things that block us from being commitment? Number four is, is recreating, uh, is recreating the right word, reframing your relationship to discipline. So when you, th- and th- a great way to do this, and you can do this right now, whether you are driving, you can just think of it, or whether you are sit- sitting somewhere where you have a journal, like just pause it for a second and write five words that come to mind when you hear the word discipline. Okay. Pause it. Five words. Okay. Are you back? Did you do it? You got to do these things. Okay. What are those five words that came to mind? Because those five words are insights to whatever the associations are that you have with the idea of discipline. You know, that it's hard, that it's, that it's 
constricting, that it's, you know, what are those words that, that it, that it, um, that it sucks, <laughs> you know? And here's the thing about discipline is it does push us to show up for ourselves even when we don't feel like it. And after we, and sometimes we do need to get into alignment before we take action and, and it's our inner knowing that is causing the procrastination. But sometimes we can be able to change that feeling by being okay with disciplining ourself. And what does it look like to discipline ourself? I mean, it's kind of a strange thing because even by saying that out loud, it feels crunchy. It feels bleh. I'm like disciplining myself. What am I, a fucking child? You know, so I'm just like letting my own internal thoughts come through as I talk about this. And I guess the way that I process it is every action has a um, effect, right? So it also has a consequence. So if I, for example, like if I'm not making my bed in the morning and I'm not being disciplined and devoted, right? If we just change the word discipline to devotion, everything changes. It's like if I'm being devoted to, to making my bed each day, what am I? De- what is the higher thing I'm devoted to? What is the higher thing I'm disciplined to? Making myself proud right when I wake up, um, being and identifying and taking action as the type of person that is clean and organized, right? Someone that has their shit together. So it's not even so much about the action, but what it causes and creates. And so it can cause feelings of being proud of myself, or it can cause negative self-talk of like, you can't even fucking make your bed. Like that was kind of like the intense self-talk because I know how good it feels to follow through and do it as a daily practice and ritual. And I'm not going to lie, like being in a relationship creates a really healthy pressure for some of the things that I would totally do by myself. I'd be like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm not going to make the bed today versus being in a relationship where I'm like, oh, I can't not make my bed and face my part, my boyfriend, because we are the type of people that make our bed. You know, we use it as this metaphor for everything else. It's like, don't go try and save the world. If you can't clean your house and you can't like, don't try and save other people until you save yourself, you know, being able to be the type of person that has the things I want. And so when you think about disciplining, you think about devoting yourself, um, what's it all for, right? When you're staying committed to your business, you're staying committed to your art, or you're staying committed to your craft, or you're staying committed to a project, what's it all for? What's the why? Because it brings you fulfillment, because it's a soul's calling, because you know that you won't be satisfied unless you try this out. Like, That's why you're being disciplined to showing up for things when part of you doesn't want to, because you know the effect it'll create for you, the level of feeling proud of yourself. And I can guarantee that whatever you're doing is helping other people in some way, whether it's giving them an aesthetic experience through your art, whether it's directly helping them with your coaching or with your words or with your teachings, whether it's some type of art that um, can boost the energy in someone's home or whatever it is. Like if you are creating a project that is an, or a business or something that is run by you and if you're not working it, it's not working. You know what I mean? Don't forget to connect to the why the people, because oftentimes it's the nitty gritty of the tech or the structure of the business that can weigh people down, that can cause a disruption in the commitment levels. And we forget to reconnect with the humans, which the humans are the reason we started in the first place. So reconnect to the humans. Okay, so number four, 
being reframing discipline into devotion and trusting that you are the type of person that can do and create and live the life that you want to live. And when we are aware of that gap, so I guess number, I would say number five, number five is trusting the process. So something that could get in the way of commitment is assuming that you've already failed or assuming that it's already broken or assuming that you're already not doing it. So there's no there's no point, but there's always a point. There's always, there's always so much fucking value in starting again, especially because it's one thing if it's something you don't care about and you want to move on. It's a whole other thing. If you care about it so much that the fear of messing it up or not having it or experience it is literally paralyzing you. There's a big difference. So if you're wanting to quit something because it's no longer in alignment, that's fine. But if you're wanting to quit something because you are soaked in fear that it might not be good enough, then ooh, I'm here to support you and guide you because I've been there. I have been right in those shoes so many times within my business where I get to reconnect to the identity of someone who does this thing. Because working for yourself and working online is is not traditional. It's different. It's new. And, and there's a lot of risk, people say, but I think there's just as much risk of doing something that you hate doing and it's sucking your soul, right? So we need to find that balance of how you can show up to make yourself proud and recommit to the things that you already know you need to do. You already know that it can be done that can help grow your business, but it's like, those are the steps because each time you take a step, there is certain things that put you out there that you might experience rejection or failure or not feeling like the best at it. But anytime we're doing something new, we're going to feel new. We're going to feel new. We're going to feel like, what the fuck am I doing? Right? Even if it's something you haven't done in a while, but there's been points where you have felt like a rock star. If we aren't practicing it, we, we start to feel new again. And so That's kind of like, you know, with step three, knowing the step you're in, accepting and honoring that where you are is beautiful and it's okay. Because I was having so many, and like the reason why I'm saying that, I was having some really mean self-talk about feeling like I should be somewhere I'm not within my business or financially, right? Having fears of like, if I was really successful, wouldn't it look like this? And that's an all or nothing mindset. It's if I was, if I was really an actually good businesswoman, I wouldn't need to X, Y, Z, right? So there's these criterias of judgment that we place on, well, if this was true, then I wouldn't be doing this. Or maybe I don't really care if I'm not, you know, whatever those things are. Noticing the inner critic talk that's coming up that's preventing you from taking messy action within your business. And the reason why I call it messy action is because it's always going to feel messy to you, but it's never going to look messy to anyone else. Why is it going to feel messy to you? Because anyone that struggled with procrastination has also struggled with perfectionism. They just don't know it. Because perfectionism, the voice of perfectionism says, I know what I need to do, but I'm just not ready. I need, uh, something's, something's missing. I need to feel like I need to, I'm just not ready, but I know I can do it, right? That's what the voice of procrastin- of perfectionism says. So what happens? We end up procrastinating. And sometimes procrastination is helpful 
where we aren't actually meant to do something right away and then it opens up later at a perfect timing. But if there's fear involved, then procrastination is not helpful because we're hiding from ourselves. We're hiding from our craft, and I truly believe that the muse or inspiration or creativity, highest powers, wherever art comes from, whispers into different people's ear for them to birth that art into the world to materialize it, whether it's an idea, whether it's whatever it might be. And if we don't bring that idea into the world, then the muse or the highest creative spirit, whatever that is, whispers into someone else's ear for them to bring it into the world. And so that, that the art that you feel, the, the drive, the songs, the, the paintings, the coaching, the online programs, like whatever it is for you, it's wanting to be birthed through you. And so this is something that's really important when it comes to the self-identity of being the type of person that does the things you want to do being that person, is not over-identifying with your art too much. Meaning, if if you're feeling a certain way, assuming that your art is, like, for example, if you're creating a beautiful piece of art, that then you are beautiful. But if you create a piece of art that not a lot of people like, then all of a sudden your value has gone down, and that's not the case. You're birthing art through you, but it's not you. It's something that you get to gift into the world but it doesn't you don't have to over identify with it because if you do then whenever it's not going the way that in a it's not thriving then all of a sudden you're not thriving and so we can't over identify with our art too much instead it's being able to get back into the seat of creation being willing to put ourselves out there being willing to to start like it's day 1 and we don't give a shit right being willing to be shameless in our pursuit of trying new things because i can guarantee you aren't going to regret creating and offering and and making movement within your business more than you would regret not doing anything at all. Even if you take um, action for a month and it's totally sloppy and doesn't get you anywhere, it's still going to give you way more information and confidence than it would if you just stayed in your head for that whole month and trying to think it through. Fear dissipates when we take action. So the question that I have for you today is what is that thing that you know you've been needing to do, but you haven't been doing? It's oftentimes the thing that feels kind of boring or monotonous, but you know it'll help create structure. It'll help create growth. It's that thing that has just been in the back of your mind that has kind of been annoying you because you know it needs to get done, but you don't want to, but you know it needs to, and you know you care about it. And maybe you care about it so much, you want it to be really good, so you keep thinking, the next time I have that six extra hours, I'll sit down and do it. But what if you just spent one hour? What if you just spent 30 minutes and you took that first step? Okay, so that is the invitation that I have for you today is take that first step of whatever is next for you within your business to, to create a little momentum and getting the ball moving, okay? So if you would like a coach to be with you by your side and creating the structure of recommitting to your art or maybe committing to it for the first time, um, let's talk. I work with people, uh, it's my self-love leadership program where we get to create leadership within your life, where you get to lead yourself with self-love, not with hustle and grind, not with force, instead with inspiration and connectivity and community and heart, Um, it is possible to come from that place, to come from a place of love and grow from a place of love versus growing from a place of fear and I got to get what's mine because there's not enough, right? It's like shifting to this abundance mindset 
and creating specific clear goals to help move the needle and rewire the brain from having this all or nothing mindset, okay, of how to work calmly, how to take steps even when we aren't quite feeling like it, but knowing that this is what needs to be done for us to stay committed to the things and the work and the art and the calling that the universe is giving you. So I'll put a link in the show notes. You can book a discovery call with me and we can be able to connect and talk and see if this is a good fit because we aren't meant to do things alone. We need people to guide us. And maybe this podcast episode was exactly what you needed, right? If you'd like to go deeper in conversation of maybe things that are specifically going on within your business and your art, I would love to connect. And that link is in the show notes below. And you can book a free discovery call with me. And it's just a phone audio call. I'll give you a call and we can connect. So thank you guys so much for tuning into Joyfully You podcast. Let's do a little re- cap of today's episode of overcoming commit overcome <laughs> overcoming commitment no that is not what we want to do we want to build commitment and the five things that can often block us from being committed the first one is a fear that we might burn out again because that's a past experience number two having a specific goal that you are committed to so you know which direction you get to run in versus multiple directions pulling you in all different ways Okay, number three is knowing the step you are in. Being fully aware of the step you are in right now and honoring it by being okay with it and taking that next step instead of getting in your head of feeling like you shouldn't be there. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. Where you are is perfect and it's safe and it's beautiful and you're allowed to be there. And failure is only failure if you completely quit and stop. So if you're willing to create some momentum, That'd be great because the universe wants to pour through you. Okay, number four is reframing discipline and looking at it as devotion. Okay, reframing discipline and noticing if you feel really icky about it, of like the stories you had about discipline and how we can um, create new associations that discipline is supportive, that discipline is freeing that discipline creates self-love, you know, reframing it. And number five is trusting the process, trusting that you are where you need to be rather than assuming you've already messed up and there's no point. We need to be very aware of that self-talk that is happening because it ain't over to the fat lady singing. (laughs) I don't even think that's the right phrase, but you know what I'm saying? It's not over until it's completely over. Like be willing to get the no, be willing to get the rejection because at least you know you are making progress and momentum because if we're not getting any no's, we're not gonna get any yeses if you're selling something or whatever that growth is for you. Um, So number five is trusting the process. So those are the five things that can block us from being committed to our art, to our craft, and to our business. I hope this episode has supported you. And if you loved it, or if there's one of these five things that are really like, "Mm, that's exactly what I needed, send me a message on Instagram. Come say hi. If you've never left a review, that would mean the world to me if you go on podcast reviews and leave five stars and write a little something that has... um, that you've gotten from the show. And I know that those are definitely asks, things that you get asked for all the time when you listen to podcasts. And there's a reason because it helps us grow and it helps other people discover the show that are just like you. So sending you so much love. Again, my name is Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast and I will see you on the next episode.